98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station and the home of the Suns. Home of the Suns. We're checking in with Suns nerd Kellen Olsen on the rundown. All right, 717, back on a Monday night, Monday, July 5th. It is the eve of game one of the NBA Finals. Suns, a five and a half point favorite over the Milwaukee Bucks. It'll be interesting to see if that line moves now because Giannis has just been listed as doubtful on the official injury report uh, for game one of the finals. The injury report just coming down uh, a few minutes ago. One of the first to tweet that out. Our basketball insider, Kellen Olson. Kellen, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sticking with basketball insider. I don't like basketball nerd. I think that, I, don't, I don't like that. I, 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 I think it's mean. <laughs> hey, it, it's completely fine, Tim. I was Are you sure? Okay. It, and, and the reason I, I now regret approving it, not because of what it insinuates. I'm completely fine. I, I am a nerd about the Suns, but <laughs> a lot of people take issue with it, which I'm very surprised to hear. I know it's like a you picture a bully stuffing someone in a locker room, but in a, in a locker. But I'm I'm good. <laughs> uh, if you have never seen Kellen Olson in person, ain't nobody stuffing him in a locker. All right, the dude. The, Appreciate the, that. The dude could give the Suns seven solid minutes at the four tomorrow night if they need him. Oof, don't know about that. All right, well, <laughs> Kellen, listen. The the Giannis news. It was actually it was going to be my first question anyway because when you cover a series the way you've covered a series or a team, you, you hear things um, and stuff. Stuff is not reported by the team. But you know, and, and some stuff is not strong enough to report yourself. But what are you what, what are you kind of hearing about Giannis and his availability for not only Game One but the series? Yeah, just that this is a the type of injury that if we're in January, we're talking about what at least like two to three weeks he's taking off. It's one of those where the the team will phrase it as he will be reevaluated in 14 days or whatever. Okay. I think we're talking about that kind of injury. Um, and to, to see his status being as doubtful and not out, I think that does mean something to a certain extent. Those things do matter. And I, I don't know about you, but I'm expecting him to play at some point. Now the question is, are we going to see another round of what we saw with Anthony Davis where he goes out there, clearly not mobile, clearly shouldn't be out there, and then they take him out. Or are we going to see a Giannis that is actually impactful in some ways? Because, I, I mean, man, you talk about the effect that it ha- it's going to have on his game if his mobility is compromised at all. That that is what he has. If he has to, if he doesn't have his burst off the dribble and he's got to settle for jumpers, that's that's a recipe for disaster for Milwaukee. So it it, it means everything to this series, obviously. Yeah, and if you're the Bucks and you're Giannis, I mean it's the NBA Finals. So I mean, at some point, you, you, I mean, if you can, if you think you can try to give it a go, given the stakes, they, they're it's going to be a lot like Anthony Davis. Like they gave it a go, obviously that didn't work. Kellen, if you're if you're Monty Williams, I talked about this going into the last break. In terms of how to defend the Bucks, you almost have to prior to Game One have a Giannis game plan. And a no Giannis game plan. Would you say that's accurate for the Suns defensively? Yeah, it's always accurate with this type of situation. But I think what happens if Giannis is out is just there's there's room to breathe a bit for the Suns on both ends of the floor. I think that they have 
the thing about the Suns that's been so great for them is it's just a really well-balanced starting five, right? I know Jay Crowder and Mikel Bridges aren't necessarily offensive powerhouses by any means, and the same goes for Devin Booker on defense, but those are guys who are good on those respective ends and, and know what to do and are capable there. And the Bucks have the same exact type of team. You look up and down, especially defensively, Lopez, Tucker, and to the Kumpo, Middleton, Holiday. Those are five really good defensive players. So if you take Giannis out of there, it just – Makes them it makes them weaker in a lot of different ways, but also just doesn't really it provides someone who can be a weakness for the team now. And I think you look at that team. I guess you talk about PJ Tucker being a weakness offensively, but he's going to shoot from the corner, so mm-hmm. so he's going to affect the game there still. Um, it takes two very well balanced teams and affects that a little bit. Can you see a situation where on the other side of the ball, Drew Holiday is not guarding Chris Paul? Like to me, I just, I look at that matchup as a natural one uh, for for Mike Budenholzer to put Drew Holiday, who's you know first team all defensive team in the NBA, on Chris Paul, and then you take your chances with Middleton and PJ Tucker, maybe sharing some time against Booker. How do you see that from the Bucks side? Yeah, I think we'll see Holiday start on Paul, and then he'll make his way to Booker when those minutes are there. The Suns will play; they'll bring out. Uh, Chris Paul around the six, seven minute mark uh, of the first quarter. And that's when we'll probably see holiday uh, move over to Booker. But I think this is um, to your point, we haven't seen a team personnel wise that's had this type of defensive ability um, all the way up and down. I, I think obviously on the ball, you look at Middleton Tucker and holiday for, for Booker and then more so just holiday um, for Paul but uh, Brooke Lopez back there is just one of the best backline centers in the mm-hmm. league, just in terms of being in his right spot on pick and roll coverage, being able to kind of move with the ball and, and block a couple shots if he needs to. Um, he's always kind of been underrated there in his career, made an all defense team uh, two years ago, last year, I believe one of those. And it's just a really well balanced attack that they have to throw at them uh, defensively. And holiday, I think is the swing player in the series for me. I know Giannis's health is a really big deal, but I think, if, if Drew is able to make a big impact defensively and then obviously offensively as a driver where I believe he's going to be guarded by Devin Booker, uh, it's a rapidly different series if he looks the way he did in the last two games of the Atlanta series. Taking nothing away from Holiday, who, as I mentioned, is his first-team All-NBA d- defensive team. I mean, he's great. He's one of the best in the game. P.J. Tucker, we know from his time here, is a dog defensively. He will get after you. But, Kellen, you know, after watching what Devin Booker went through for six games with Patrick Beverly, as good as those Bucks defenders are, I think personally that Devin Booker is going to have an easier time getting in rhythm, getting to his spots, and getting his shots against no matter who the Bucks throw at him than he did against Patrick Beverly, who lived in his kitchen for 48 minutes a night for six games. Yeah, basketball is a really funny sport in that way in terms of individual matchups where uh, I watched back the games that Phoenix played against Milwaukee and Chris Middleton did a really good job defending Booker when he was on him, but he was forcing Booker into some difficult shots and they were shots that Devin was just hitting. And and there's this weird thing where (laughs) Beverly might not have been like you're watching it, might not have been doing as good of a job as Middleton was in terms of denying the shots, but he had a way of making Booker uncomfortable. And you don't really see that from Middleton as much. So I think that's where I would agree with you for sure. But in terms of options, I think there isn't really a comparable team out there. And then, and then uh, PJ, I mean, knows, knows all his moves, right. And is going to get that chest bump into him and make him earn it off the dribble. And, and then Drew is self-explanatory. It's going to be, 
it's a really fun series for a lot of different reasons, and that might be at the top for me just to see how Book overcomes that type of a defensive trio that they're going to throw at him. Two other aspects to talk about visiting with our basketball insider, Kellen Olson, and I don't think this has really been broken down throughout the day here, so I'm glad I'm getting a chance to ask you. Kellen, you know, listen, I, I, I when, when the media talk about coaching and coaching adjustments, I always kind of like, hey, let's, you know, give, give you know, let's not act like the experts here. But from where you sit as a guy who's covered this sport, talk to me about the coaching matchup, who may have the edge, and then also talk to me about the bench matchup, who has the edge. Yeah, those are the two parts of the series, um, Tim, where I look at it and say, I think if Giannis was 100% fully healthy, I'd have the Suns in seven, but very closely. And two reasons I would lean that way is the coaching edge uh, and the bench edge. I think Monty has done a terrific job this postseason in terms of not only making adjustments, but just having multiple game plans in there. And an important thing with coaching is the coaches make those game plans. Sometimes the execution isn't there. Sometimes it just doesn't. It isn't clear exactly what they're doing. And most (laughs) of the time that's on how the players respond to the coaching and the Suns respond to Monty so well, whereas Budenholzer has always had these question marks lifted about him and, and they continue to come up, and you have to feel like Monty has the edge there. And then uh, depth-wise, it's not really close. Milwaukee is a team that had to make that P.J. Tucker trade because the D.J. Augustine play wasn't really working out for them. They lost Dante DiVincenzo for the season, who's a big part of what they do and would have been starting for them had it not been uh, for the injury and would have been a much more natural matchup for them when we're talking about how they guard and everything. So I think that you look at the cams, uh, Jay Crowder, Mikel, Torrey Craig, Dario, I, I think that the depth is definitely on, on the sun side, and it's a big reason why I think uh, they'll win the series. Yeah, so that was my last question. You know, I mean, I guess is there a with Giannis and without Giannis prediction, or how do, how do you see it going, Kellen? I mean, I, I, I said myself, I, I, I think Suns in six or seven – I, I give a lot of credit to, to Holiday and Middleton and Brooke Lopez, and certainly when you, if Giannis is out there, you know he's, he's Giannis. Uh, but to me, I just think the Suns are a better team, and I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the Bucks taking him down in a seven game series. What say you? Yeah, I agree. I, I have the Suns in six, and I think a big reason for that is uh, you look at the semifinals, the Western Conference semifinals. I had so much confidence the Suns were going to win that series because. DeAndre just did so well defending Jokic in the regular season. And, look, you don't know how much is going to translate in the postseason, but at least some of it will. And what we saw from his fields for his spots and everything, he was there. That's the same deal with DeAndre and on Giannis. And he's defended him really well this season, has a really great feel, and is just athletically able to match Giannis in a way where almost no one else in the league is capable of. So even if Giannis comes back, they have the perfect piece to throw at him. And on top of all the other things that we just kind of sort of just talked about, I think Book's going to have a big series. I think uh, it'll be the first championship here. I'll say it. All right, there you go. Kellen Olson, our basketball insider. Kellen, thanks so much for taking the time here on the eve of Game 1 of the NBA Finals. We'll check in with you again tomorrow, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. All right, you got it. Kellen Olson visiting with us for a few uh, minutes here.